Chapter 29, The Elixir of Life It's late afternoon when we get to Cowper's Chemists. The street outside is busy, but the light is waning towards the end of the day as Lacoze enters the shop just after me. Cowper is standing there at his counter and looks pleased to see us. If he feels imprisoned like Crowley did, he's never indicated any wish to go wandering. I suppose his wanderlust is satiated by the fact he exists in many places at once. Cowper beams. You've got it. I can tell by the look on your face. I nod and smile despite myself. I feel like I've really achieved something, though the price I paid was tremendous. The price the woman paid, even more so. I need you to teach me alchemy. I hope this hundred skill points I just got from levelling will be enough to let me learn the recipe of the elixir of life. Maybe, Cowper says. Let's begin. The Coase looks on. William Cowper has offered to teach you alchemy. Do you accept? I commit the full hundred skill points and the lesson begins. Once again, I'm drawn into the whirling pools of Cowper's eyes. His voice mutters the names and obscure elements of alchemy. I feel the full esoteric history of the subject. Centuries of alchemists toiling to uncover the secret of the philosopher's stone and the elixir of life. His voice drones on. I'm far away, lost in caves of quicksilver and cinnabar, lapis lazuli and black tourmaline. Three quarters of the way through the lesson, I'm aware of a message telling me I've learned the recipe of the elixir of life. The lesson proceeds for some minutes more, inching me towards the next level of mastery, but then it ends. I feel dizzy. Cars go past outside. I didn't check for the Brothers of Shadow before we came in. Now I see one over the other side of the street watching us, his mask fluttering over his mouth. I knew they'd guess I'd come back to see Cowper. They'd probably even guess why we're here. But I don't care now. The important thing is to continue with our mission. Do you have all the ingredients? Cowper says. I nod. Crowley enchanted the mercury. I think it's now what we need, Lacoze says. Unless he's played a trick on us, I wouldn't put it past him. This is something I hadn't... That's something I didn't anticipate. I suppose I should have. Dark panic rises in me. Can I go through to your laboratory to make the elixir? Cowper nods and leads the way through. As we go through, I say to Lacoze, did you see the Brother of Shadow outside? Lacoste says, I would have shot him there and then if it wasn't broad daylight, but I can't afford the reputation loss and I don't need the police on our back. We've things we need to do. We go through. Once again, Cowper's retorts and alembics stand crystal and shining in the artificial light. There are Bunsen burners, flasks and test tubes. I take the red powder and the white powder from my inventory and lay them on the worktop in front of me. Then I take the ceramic bottle of quicksilver. I can almost feel the power in it through my hand. I know the recipe, and as soon as I select the command via my HUD, I busy myself amongst the chemical equipment adding and titrating, sublimating and calcifying, all the while applying the gentle heat. I know what the red lion is, and I know what the descending dove signifies. I add the tripartite recipe of sulphur, salt and silver, and know that these are not common sulphur, salt and silver, but in fact the elements of the alchemists, elements which touch the foundation of the earth and reach up as high as the sun itself. I make the first concoction of the elixir. Turning the tap, I fill a glass flask with it and put a rubber bung in the mouth of the flask. The liquid is thick and golden and warm to the touch. It has an organic energy that seems self-generated and coruscates within the flask. Its movement is fascinating, and I can't take my eyes away from the liquid I've created. So that'll wake the warm ones, Lacoze says. Cowper clasps his hands in front of him. 
The elixir of life has many magical properties. It's an elixir of transformation. It will turn that which is alive into something dead and turn that which is dead into a living creature once again. It burns evil. It is reputed it can turn lead into gold, but the intent of the alchemist who works with the elixir is very important. The elixir is intelligent and knows the heart of he who uses it. It is a holy mixture and will not tolerate itself to be used for evil. Lacoste turns to me. Philby said what you've just done represents working with the game's base code. You've just created a virulent and powerful new sequence of code. No one's made it before. No one has unlocked this quest before. Like it's alive, like the great old ones. He sucks his teeth. I don't know, what does alive mean, anyway? Cowper has been listening. The elixir has an intelligence, a mind of its own. But it's like RNA and DNA, just a digital equivalent. It'll make changes in the code of the object it's applied to, Lacoste says. If it works, I say. Lacoste asks if he could hold the flask containing the elixir of life. He seems as fascinated as I am. He holds it with great wonder looking at it. I agree, I hope it'll do all we need it to do. Cowper asks what our plans are. At first I hesitate, then, as if something in the elixir casts off a great atmosphere of certitude, I know I can trust him. Back in Glastonbury, I checked him with my clairsentience, and I know there's no evil in him. Before I can answer Cowper's question, Lacoste says, This is confidential. Cowper says, I understand. I will ask no more. I turn back to the laboratory equipment and make as much of the elixir as I can. I'm fully absorbed in my work and only vaguely aware of Cowper and Lacoste standing behind me. All in all, I have enough to make three flaskfuls of the elixir of life. While I'm there, I use all my resources in making more of the soma potion and health and mana potions. I make two travel potions and two return potions to get us to the nameless city. All we need now is a portal to Leng. What ingredients I didn't have, Cowper provides for me for free. Then he offers free health and mana potions. I know that where we're going, we'll need to take as many resources as we can, so I don't refuse his offer. I sip at his blue and pink potions until I'm at full mana and health. Then I take out my syringe and under the watchful and disapproving eyes of Lacoste, I replace my sanity with a needle. I offer it to Lacoste, but he refuses. I'll take my chances with meditation. It's a slow process, but it doesn't have the side effects of the soma. Then I'm ready for our mission, though I don't know where I'm going. How do we get to Leng? Lacoste smiles. I was wondering when you'd ask that. Don't worry, I've got it all worked out. Are you aware of the Hawksmoor churches? I shake my head and he begins to tell me. In the 17th and first half of the 18th century, Nicholas Hawksmoor was a famous English architect. He designed a number of churches in London, but over 200 years ago a rumour began to circulate. Something was amiss with the churches. Murders and dark deeds seemed to happen with more than normal regularity around them. Murdered people were found in the churches, and corpses dug up in the graveyards showed the marks of black magic. Sounds gruesome, he continues, and in the 20th century, when researching some of the murders of Jack the Ripper in London, a poet called Ian Sinclair started to notice the churches were laid out in a certain pattern. He wrote a poem called Lud Heat. Have you read it? No. You should. Anyway, what pattern? Lacoste strokes his chin. A pentagram. And some people say Hawksmoor was a cultist and his churches were a mockery of God rather than a celebration. He arranged these churches in an occult symbol and he baptised each one of them with a murder. Each church is in fact an offering to the great old ones. There's a lot of it about. Lacoste continues, unfazed by my flippant comment. But what is more interesting 
is what is at the center of this pentagram. He pauses dramatically. I say, I know you're going to tell me what it is, so cut out the dramatic suspense and just blurt it out. The coast smiles. At the center of the pentagram is the portal to Leng in the dreamlands. What? In the center of London, visible to all, is a doorway to another world. At least in Glastonbury it was well hidden. He shakes his head. No, of course it's not visible to all. There's something built over it. A great temple to the great old ones. Another time I would have enjoyed his showmanship, but now I'm nervous and irritable. Okay, so that's how we get to Lang. We find this temple. I'm guessing you know where it is. Indeed I do. Then we take the potions of travel which I just created. So where's the temple? The temple is the British Museum. Cowper looks concerned but wishes as well as we leave the shop. Over the street, the Brother of Shadow is still watching as the Coase and I set off into the gathering dusk of London. <laughs> <laughs>